Hey everybody, it's your favorite travel concierge, Nicole Jackson. This week we are talking about multi-generational travel. Whether you are a young millennial who is looking to start traveling and you want to take your family along for the ride, or if you're a grandparent and you have a desire to travel the world and bring your family along to share those experiences as you go into your golden years. Multi-generational travel is something that is fun and exciting and it really is an opportunity for families to come together. And so there's so many different ways that you can come together and plan a trip. But if you have a travel agent that is willing to assist you, it really lends to you being able to put things together with as little fuss and as little hassle as possible. So stay tuned. We'll be right back as we talk more about multi-generational travel on this episode of the Travel Concierge Podcast. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. I am Nicole Jackson, your favorite travel concierge, and I am talking about multi-generational travel today. And some of you may be asking, what exactly does that mean? And that is, um, to put it plain and simply, it is travel packages that include different ranges of guests from little ones, small children to grandparents and everyone in between. So it is multi-generations of family members, friends, and um, loved ones that come together and all decide to travel together. And multi-generational travel can become a bit complex because you have different personalities, different vacation goals in mind, and all kinds of different pieces to the puzzle that all have to come together to lend to the experience being one that is fun, memorable, enjoyable, and as carefree as possible. As a travel agent, multi-generational trips are kind of what I have specialized in over the last couple of years because people want to travel with their family. They want to have these incredible experiences around the globe with the ones that they love and I encourage it and I'm super excited anytime someone calls me and they're like, hey, I wanna do a trip. My grandparents are going, my sister and her little kids are going and it ends up being just a wide variety of people And you really want to make sure that you're creating packages that meet everyone's needs. And so I actually have a list of a few things that I suggest that you keep in mind when you are putting together a multi-generational trip or you're thinking about putting one together and you want to reach out to a travel agent, a travel advisor. You want to make sure that you keep these things in mind and you mention these things or anything that may be of an issue to you, you wanna address those things beforehand. And so I have a a list of things that I like to think about. I always like to tell my multi-generational groups that the best thing for them to do is to make sure that they plan early. Um, It's really important. It's really um, critical that you start planning ahead of time because you can coordinate people's schedules, A lot of times it requires a bit of effort to really organize and plan between school schedules and camps and sports and work schedules. You really have to make sure that you are coordinating everything. Um, A lot of times you find that multi-generational trips take place during Christmas break, summer vacations, and over long weekends because most people tend to be 
uh, free or they can maneuver their schedule around those holidays or special occasions and really kind of work it out. But if you're planning early and you're planning far enough in advance, those are the things you don't really have to worry about because you give people ample notice to make it work. Um, The next thing that I want to encourage people to do is to always be prepared to compromise. One of the things that I try not to do is I try not to have too many organizers putting the trip together. So when I say organizers, the person who initiates the conversation with the travel advisor, the other person whose idea it may have been to kind of put this trip together, I really think that it's important that you don't have many, uh, too many people in the kitchen too many people with their hands in the pot, too many people involved in the planning. You want input from your travelers and your fellow, um, your family members, but you want to make sure that you have one or two people who are really the primary contacts for the uh, planning portion of the trip. Because when you have too many people and too many opinions, um, it really does um, hinder the planning stage and it does push things back. And I've seen groups go back and forth trying to make decisions for over four to six weeks and then the price goes up because they've taken uh you know a bit of time to kind of make a decision so if half of your party would like to trek the glaciers in argentina and the other half prefers ordering cocktails by the pool if you can find a resort or hotel that kind of um helps you to find that middle ground that's you know awesome You know, maybe you find a nice resort in Costa Rica with optional day trips into the jungle. And that kind of allows everyone to get the best of what they're looking for. Um, It does allow for some compromise, but it allows people to feel like they are getting the experience they want from their vacation. So that is the first two things that I wanted to talk about when planning multi-generational trips. Stay tuned. We have so much more coming up right after this. Want to learn what's hot in travel? Tune in each week to the Travel Concierge Weekly Audio Podcast. Hey folks, today's podcast is all about multi-generational travel. And we are specifically talking about things that you should remember as you head out on your trips with your family and your loved ones, keeping in mind that you have families that may be participating in the vacation who have small infant children, and you may have elderly family members, um, those who may need, um, you know, certain accessibility, um, you know, amenities in their resort. So just want to make sure that we're covering everything when you really think about what you may need when you're planning a multi-generational vacation for you and your family. Um, Ran down the list talking about all kinds of different fun and exciting um, things that you can do on a multi-generational trip to accommodate everybody for the folks that want to be by the pool and at the beach and then the folks that want to do you know, some really wild and adventurous tours and things like that. You want to make sure that you find something that meets those, um, all of those things and merges everything together and you find some common ground. So 
we talked about making sure that you compromise when you're planning this and that you actually start planning early. The next thing I wanted to suggest to people is that they make sure that there's something for everyone. And we talked about this already, but really making sure that the resort will accommodate small children. You really don't want children at a resort that is, obviously if it's adult only, they won't be allowed on the property um, to start with, but you wanna make sure that the resort has special things and special amenities for small children. You wanna make sure that they have something for the couple that is a single couple with no children. If they wanna you know, sneak away and have a private dining experience or go to the spa, or actually just lay by the pool with no kids around. You may want to make sure that there's an adult-only area at the resort. Every family will have their own special needs, but you really want to make sure that you're doing things to accommodate that. Your teenagers are not going to want to hang out with your toddlers, and your toddlers are not going to spend all day sitting on the edge of the pool. It's just not going to happen. So if you find a resort or hotel or destination or on a cruise ship that has special things and activities for the small ones, that is perfect. It lends to you being able to give the little ones something to do all day, mixing it up, because like we said, your kids are not gonna wanna just literally sit in the same spot all day long. So you wanna make sure that you really find something um, uh, find a option that has the activities and amenities for everyone. Fine dining for the foodies, family activities for all ages, and obviously a kids club or a teen club. Really trying to make sure that you accommodate the teenagers, the preteens, the small infants and toddlers, the uh, grandparents, as well as the couples and the, the millennial family members that may be attending the trip as well. It can be a bit complex, but there are dozens and dozens, and I'll uh, go as far as to say there are hundreds of options all over the globe of really fun and exciting resorts that you can visit. Uh, cruise ships obviously are an option as well. But there's so many different places that you can go, so many different things that you can do, and you wanna make sure that you find an option that works for everybody. You also want to make sure that you give those kids some independence. You know, one of the reasons um, that I suggest that you make sure that there's a kids club and something for the teenagers as well as the um, smaller children and the infants and toddlers, you want to make sure there's something for the, them to do and you want to make sure that you feel safe and comfortable with allowing them to do it. It's no fun if you plan a vacation, the resort has all of these fun and exciting amenities and you don't take care, uh, take advantage of it. You really want to make sure that you're doing that. You want to make sure that um, you are taking advantage of those special amenities specifically for children. Many resorts cater to families. They offer offer a the kids a degree of independence, which can be incredibly important. Cousins have to have a chance to bond without the constant watchful eye of parents, and the adults can relax and enjoy their limited time together without the weight of other responsibilities. So when the parents can simply let the children go off to the kids club, let the children have a good time. They're able to relax. The family is bonding and doing things together and everyone is having a fun experience. Um, the next thing I wanted to make sure that I mentioned is that you have an idea of how you want to configure your room, your rooming list. It's nothing worse than when you start planning a vacation and you're like, okay, well, I think cousin John is going, but I'm not sure if cousin Marie is going. And if cousin Susie goes, she's gonna bring her two kids. You wanna make sure that you're aware of how the rooms are gonna be configured. If you're gonna be moving people over from one place to another, a lot of times with a lot of the vendors, 
the minute you book, you're locked into that unless you've purchased insurance. And then there's different levels of insurance. So if you've purchased full cancellation insurance for your trip, awesome. If you need to make changes, you will be able to do that. But it's really uh, interesting that no matter how you slice it and no matter how you look at it, at the end of the day, um, it does require some pretty concise planning. It does require someone to be a bit organized. And so always, as always, I'm going to suggest that you have that you hire a travel concierge because that is what their job is, is to do. And that is to make sure that you are as stress free as possible as you plan the vacation, but that you're also making sure that everything is taken care of the way it needs to. People are in the rooms that they need to be, the room types, if there are upgrades, the ones that wanted upgrades, you want to make sure that you're accommodating them as well. And so those are my suggestions as to what you should do. Again, you want to plan your room configurations and kind of know who's staying with who. You want to make sure that you give those kids some independence. Let them enjoy the resort. Make sure the resort has stuff for them to do. And that is our number. The number three thing, again, is to make sure that there's something for everyone. You want to make sure that you're prepared to compromise because you have a large group, 20, 30 people, over 100 people all going on a vacation. You really want to make sure that you are um, doing um, all that you can to accommodate everyone. And then you want to make sure that you're starting to do those that planning very early, as early as possible. As you may know, airfares published uh, 331 days in advance. So the sooner you can coordinate vacation packages with airfare and the ones without, you want to start planning to make sure that everyone gets on the resort. Nothing worse than actually planning a trip and then um, you have 20 rooms booked and everybody's booked and locked in and then you have about five more sets of guests that want to come and stay at that resort as well and now the resort is sold out. So if you plan early, you give people an opportunity to put that deposit down, you give the resort an opportunity to do a block so they are blocking these rooms to the side so that you can accommodate your entire group. And then whatever rooms you don't use will just be put back into inventory with the property. So you want to make sure that you are planning early. I promise you it will be the best thing that you can do to have a memorable travel experience with your family. Um, We are going to talk about when we come back from the next break, we are going to talk about some really awesome and phenomenal um, resort properties that really are the best for multi-generational travelers. So stay tuned. We'll be right back to close out the show and talk about some of those amazing resorts at some phenomenal destinations. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you grab a pen and paper because we're going to give you this list and um, hopefully you'll be ready to book. Alrighty. This special edition of the Travel Concierge Weekly Audio Podcast is brought to you by Dreaming in Cuban, your premier destination management company for travel to Cuba. Visit them online at www.dreamingincuban.com. We are bringing you some great destinations for multi-generational travelers to visit. 
have a great list. We're going to start stateside here in the United States, and then we're going to give you guys some great suggestions for places to go outside of the country as you want to branch out and explore different corners of the globe. We're going to give you some really great ideas for taking the family, all the different generations to fun and exciting destinations. But, you know, right here in the United States, we have some really cool things that you can do. Of course, we've talked about cruising and there are tons and tons, dozens of cruise lines. Everyone uh, tends to be familiar with, um, you know, some of the larger companies, you know, obviously Carnival and Royal Caribbean are the ones that most people contact me and request information or quotes on, but you have so many others. You obviously um, can do a Disney cruise and that would definitely meet the needs of the children, maybe not so much the adults, but they do have fun and exciting things for adults to do on the Disney Cruise Line ships. And so you also have Norwegian, but there are so many cruise lines. You have Celebrity and Princess Cruise Lines, as well as Azamara as you branch into Europe and other places, uh, AMA Waterways. So there's so many different cruise lines um, that do have different activities and amenities for every single person in your group. So do not discount out cruises um, that can take you, um, you know, to the Caribbean and through Mexico and to South America or even over into Europe and in the South Pacific. So cruises make for a fantastic multi-generational family vacation. Everyone has their own cabin and everybody can do their own thing or hang out together on the ship as much or as little as they want. With the kids clubs, the water parks and the swimming pools uh, and even the adult only bars, it's really so much for the children, parents and grandparents to enjoy. So cruises are always something that I suggest. I've mentioned it earlier. And just kind of wanted to reiterate it. But as we talk about places here in the United States that are really great for multi-generational vacations, uh, the Hamptons in New York, located on Long Island's eastern shore, is um, really ideal for multi-generational travelers. There's a variety of places to stay, from vacation rentals where everyone can be underneath one roof or charming hotels. It's about a two hour drive outside of New York City and it really is ideal for someone who's looking for a driving vacation destination if you're on the East Coast. Families can enjoy a day at the beach and at night you can stroll down Main Street and it really does have some really fun and um, unique things for people to do. So the Hamptons are always a great suggestion Branson, Missouri is really one of my favorites. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that um, it's a mountain town and you won't even know where to start. It really is a cool place. It has, um, it's lined with dozens and dozens of attractions. The kids will love the Ferris wheel. There's zip lining. There's the Butterfly Palace. And you can even do an expedition where you search for Bigfoot. So that's pretty cool. And to be honest with you, everybody in your group, all generations will love the countless shows, the musical performances that are performed every night. And the family will love to spend a day or two at the Silver Dollar City. And the older generation might enjoy the theme park more than the kids. So you have uh, roller coasters and water rides and all kinds of delicious Southern cuisine. And they even have an underground cave to explore. So you want to make sure that you consider Branson as a multi-generational travel destination for you and your family, um, along with the Outer Banks in North Carolina, 
So we're taking you back and forth across the country because there are so many different wonderful places here in the U.S. and these are just a few, but I wanted to touch on different places in different areas. Um, the Outer Banks is lined with these huge, amazing, um, as some may call them, mansions um, along the um, coastline, directly on the beach. The houses have multiple bedrooms and full kitchens, and it really allows for you to feel like you have a home away from home for multi-generational families. Everyone can be underneath one roof, and the beach can be and most likely will be the center of your vacation time but there are other things that you can do you can take a drive on the beach in a four by four you can go see the wild horses or you can visit where the wright brothers um had their first uh flight so there are different things that you can do tons of activities and it really is a great place for families to come together and spend time together uh, another awesome place is Palm Springs, California. So we're taking you all the way west to Palm Springs. And this desert oasis is located about two hours outside of LA. And it offers the whole entire family activities that they all will enjoy. There's children's museums, um, water parks for the kids. There's golf courses for the, the avid golfers in the group. And then there are resorts that have activities for everyone. And they also have uh, the Joshua Tree National Park is a short drive away. So there's so many fun things that you can do in Palm Springs. And I would absolutely suggest this to a client who's looking to try to come up with something a bit unique or want to start exploring the West Coast. Palm Springs is a must uh, visit destination. Uh, another um, destination that I would recommend is St. Simmons Island in Georgia. So now we're taking you down south. Um, to the southeast and we're going to Georgia and it's an island located in the Golden Isles off the coast of Georgia. It's a small beach town and it has southern charm just to really um, put it plain and simple. It is dripping in history. It has tons of uh, family traditions that, you know, people over different generations have been visiting St. Simmons for so many um, years. And it is um, a very beautiful destination. During the summer months, you're going to spend most of your time at the beach. The beach is super wide. The tide is low. Um, if you have small children, you know that going to a beach when the tide is very low is really great because you're not having to stand directly over your little ones the entire time with the fear that the uh, waves will come crashing in and knocking your little ones over. So low tide beaches are really um, a great thing for families that have little ones and the sand can get um, very compact um, so much so that you can wheel wagons and strollers and all that good stuff onto the beach as well um, and so I really encourage people to um, visit this destination it's uh, the streets are lined with moss draped oak trees and it's just a really beautiful fun destination your family will absolutely enjoy it and those are some of the places that i would recommend for um multi-generational travelers the funny thing about it is i didn't mention orlando i didn't mention 
um, New York City, and I didn't mention a few other places that are very common when people think about family vacations. Your Myrtle Beach and Ocean City, Maryland. Those are places that are commonly known to be really fun and exciting destinations for families. So I didn't mention it simply because I wanted to give you guys some other options outside of what you know you typically hear of. And so again, we've given you so many different fun and exciting um, places for your family to consider for their next family vacation. And whether or not you have little ones, infants, all the way up to the grandparents, all of those destinations um, have something for everyone. So check them out. I am going to take a quick break. After this break, we will come back and we'll talk about some really fun resort destinations outside of the U.S. for your family to consider. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Want to learn what's hot in travel? Tune in each week to the Travel Concierge weekly audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Travel Concierge. I am Nicole Jackson, and we are talking multi-generational travel. We talked about some things that you should keep in mind when planning for multi-generational vacations, and we also highlighted some great destinations that you definitely should check out if you want to stay stateside here in the U.S. But if you wanted to venture outside of the country and start taking your family on international vacations, we have some really fun and exciting destinations that we could suggest for you to visit. And we're going to highlight those really quickly and just go through them. Multi-generational travel really is um, a, a great way for families to come together. And it is always a pleasure for me to put those uh, vacation packages together. One of the struggles, as we mentioned, is making sure that you're meeting all of the needs of every single traveler within the group. And so these destinations um, are sure to have things for everyone in the group to do. And so our first destination that we want to highlight is Panama City, Panama. And Panama is just a, it's a really great destination. It's really fun um, country. It has lots of history. And, um, you know, if you're not aware, Panama is really the central hub for um, all shipping. You know, everything goes in and through Panama as you head uh, to the east or west. So it really is interesting to see um, the canal and the structure and how it was built and created. Um, you know, it's it's just a great destination and your family will absolutely love it. So I wanted to highlight Panama and, and specifically Panama City just because it is um, a destination that I feel can meet the needs of all of the, your uh, family and friends and, and all the different generations. A visit to Panama offers not only exposure to culture and parks and serene villages, but it also is a destination that rewards travelers with two coasts. You can actually watch the sun rise on the east and watch the sun set over the water on the west. Um, it's a beautiful um, mountainous lush tropical rainforest um, destination 
It is also home of a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so you can learn about the city and how it was founded in 1519 by a Spanish conqueror. And you'll find amazing Spanish architecture, um, tons of boutique shopping, lots of restaurants. And so we actually suggest that you check out uh, Diabliacos. I always pronounce it incorrectly, but it is a authentic Panamanian uh, restaurant. It has amazing dishes and um, they have dancing there. And if you have older kids and not smaller kids, we recommend Savage, which is an Asian fusion restaurant and it has a popular rooftop bar. So it's really cool and fun and interesting destination. But one of the most popular things that we like to do is um, suggest that our clients visit the Bio Museum and it's a popular museum for kids. Um, and it has so many different fun and exciting things that you can check out. You can rent bikes, you can um, go visit the Amador Islands, you can go whale watching and go snorkeling. And there's just so many different fun and exciting things to do. And as I mentioned, no trip to Panama is complete without going to the Panama Canal, which as you know, is a man-made uh, wonder of the world. And it actually ties the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans together. So you can visit their visitor center. They have a whole IMAX 3D movie about the history of the canal. They have a three floor museum with interactive exhibits and a restaurant. So it's lots of fun things to do. So I suggest uh, Panama City as one of your potential places to visit on your next multi-generational uh, vacation. Uh, moving along, I wanna suggest Toronto, Canada. It is a uh, the capital city of Canada and it really is a really cool, destination lots of things to do in the city and we wanted to suggest this just because it is completely opposite of your beach resort um, type of destination and it you know really is one of those things that unless you set out to go north and visit you know somewhere like that um you know, during um, obviously not the winter when it can be a bit cold, but um, it is a really fun place to visit. Um, thrill seekers um, like to go. They have a harness that you uh, harness walk at the top of the CN Tower. Um, it's 116 stories high. You can take your family on a long bike ride. You can rent electric bikes and you can ride along the Don River. And you also can hop on the Red Rocket old-fashioned streetcar along Queen Street. And there's just so many different unique things to do. You can take a ferry or boat over to Toronto Island for leisure strolling, kayaking, frolic frolicking at the beach. So again, if you go during the summer months, there are beaches there that you can visit and you can have a picnic and do those sort of things. And so there's amazing places to eat. Um, they have a little Italy and a little Portugal and a Greek town and little India and Korea town. So they have tons of uh, towns within uh, the city limits of Toronto where you can get some amazing food and uh, try different things. So I suggest Toronto 
again, it is uh, one of those places that, you know, you don't necessarily want to go during the winter unless you plan to do winter outdoor activities. Uh, but I definitely suggest it as a destination for the summertime. In the summer, be mindful that they do have a huge Caribbean festival that kind of takes over the city uh, towards the end of July and early August. And if your family is interested in that sort of thing, uh, Carabana, which takes place in Toronto, is a fun and exciting um, event that takes over uh, the city over the course of uh, quite a few days. So you want to make sure that you're researching that as well. But again, Toronto is a great place to visit. It's absolutely family friendly, absolutely tons of things to do. And I would again suggest that you check it out, add it to the list and make sure that you um, find out, you know, how you and your family can take advantage of all that the city has to offer. Our next destination, we're taking you down um, in the southern direction, down to Mexico, and we recommend Cabo. Los Cabos, Mexico is on the southern tip of the Baja California Peninsula, and it sits, it has two different cities that together make uh, Los Cabos. And so you have this unique area. On one end, you'll find the vibrant Cabo San Lucas where you'll stroll by plenty of merchants calling out and selling um, all kinds of different products and folks docked along the marina and a pirate-themed restaurant with live steel drum music in front. And then sandwiched in between the beaches, um, Playa del Amor and Playa del Divorcio sits El Arco. And... um, there are just tons of things to do. You can see the Ark by land, but it's best if you take a boat over and you can snorkel and enjoy a picnic over there on that side over in the um, El Arco area. On the other end um, of Los Cabos um, is San Jose del Cabo. So just keep in mind there are two distinct areas within Cabo. So you have Cabo San Lucas, And then on the other side, you have San Jose del Cabo. And that is more of an authentic, colorful Mexican town. It has lots of art galleries, small festivals. It's a slower pace than Cabo San Lucas. So depending on your family, depending on the age of the individuals in your group, may determine which direction you want to go, whether or not you want to um, have a more upbeat experience or if you want a more laid back experience. So you can see beautiful churches and um, go to all kinds of just fun little quaint shops and and that sort of thing. And so again, you have these two different areas, um, tons of stuff to do, beautiful beaches. Do keep in mind in the Los Cabos area, a lot of the beaches are not swimmable. The water is quite rough, so you want to make sure that you find a resort that is on a what we call swimmable beach. And so a lot of people don't know that, and they go over to Cabo, and they're on a resort that is beautiful and fabulous and stunning and has great amenities, and you can lay out on the beach. However, you can't swim in it in the water. And so we want to make sure that you are doing your research if you're not using a travel agent. And you want to make sure that you are able to swim in the beach area of your resort. So again, Los Cabos, 
um, primarily um, offers just a fun, authentic Mexican experience. And you have two different areas that you can visit, Cabo San Lucas, as well as San Jose del Cabo. So you want to check that out. Lots of fun places to stay. Um, the Hacienda um, is a great family-friendly, peaceful option, and you'll have multiple swimming pools and dining options. And then on the other side, you have Marina Fiesta, and that's a nautical-themed resort that is walking distance to everything on the Cabo San Lucas side. So lots of fun resorts, tons of stuff to do. We suggest it definitely as one of our multi-generational um, bucket list destinations and just wanted to kind of go through one last destination. We're going to go across the pond and we're going to go to Paris, France, and we're going to talk about how amazing Paris, France can be for multi-generational travelers. Tons of stuff to do, lots of history, lots of museums. Paris isn't just for couples. It's not just for lovers. It is very family-friendly and it has a plethora of belly-filling restaurants, museums, and interesting happenings in the city. And so we suggest it because there are so many fun things to do. But on top of it, there actually is a Disney resort in Paris. And so we suggest it for so many reasons, but there are um, just really such a long list of things that we um, could go over. But just to name a few, like I said, you have Disneyland Paris, you have obviously the Eiffel Tower, you have the Louvre Museum, and Arc de Triomphe, and so many other really amazing things. You know, how awesome would it be to have a photo of your entire family um, from atop of the Eiffel Tower. So, Pan um, sorry, Paris is absolutely one of our must-visit destinations for multi-generational families. There are lots of cute, quaint coffee shops and um, all kinds of just wonderful things to do. Um, there are wonderful bookstores and just all kinds of different things to do, all kinds of activities that you can uh, get into. And so we again suggest Paris, especially if you're looking to submerge yourself in the culture. There is a wax museum um, that actually was, uh, it predates Madame Toussaint's Wax Museum, and it is the uh, Griffin Wax Museum, and then there's also a zoo and so many other things. So if Paris has always been on your bucket list, consider actually doing it as a part of your multi-generational uh, travel, and don't just consider it for, you know, your yourself and your significant other. It, had, it really truly has so much to offer every single one of your uh, family members. So that is our highlights um, as far as destinations that are family friendly. Obviously, resorts in the Caribbean are um, extremely kid friendly, very family friendly. We love the beaches products. Uh, Sandals and Beaches has some amazing resorts, but the Beaches resorts in Turks and Caicos and in Jamaica really are designed with the family in mind. 
tons of things to do for adults, tons of things to do for uh, the little ones and everyone in between. And so again, we want to also highlight cruises. Disney cruises do have things for adults to do, so don't rule that out as well. But again, when you're looking to do a multi-generational trip, we do suggest that you keep in mind all of those things that we uh, discussed early on in the podcast as far as where, uh, what you should keep in mind as far as the planning process. And if you have any questions, of course, you can always reach out to the Travel Concierge. Again, my name is Nicole Jackson and you can reach me. I am on Instagram. Our company Instagram is Travel With Heat. And my Instagram is Nicole S. Jackson, and that's Nicole with an H. But you can find me online. You can find us on social media. And as always, uh, in Travel We Trust. And uh, till next time, see you later. Want to learn what's hot in travel? Tune in each week to the Travel Concierge Weekly Audio Podcast.